prayer for what you ask God for because mm-hmm. he just might answer. Mm-hmm. And I happened, my dad was at the house and I was like, Dad, I don't understand. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, why am I being treated so bad? Why are, you know, why is it being handled the way it's being handled? Because you would think they would be held accountable, not covered, and then me be treated like I did something wrong and pushed out the church. Because they were protecting themselves. Well, the thing is this. You can't hold somebody accountable for something that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And they know that you're doing it. It's like calling the pot, calling the kettle black. Like, you can't come and tell me I should be cheating on my wife. And I shouldn't be doing this when you're doing the same, same stuff. Thing. Mm-hmm. How are you going to call it? So it was better and easier to cover their situation and push me out. Right. And it didn't matter if I was broken, damaged, what mental state I was left in, nothing. All that mattered was covering them so that the picture of the church was never damaged. Right. Right. Broken, out of my mind, did not matter. Not one person from that church called to say, hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? Wow. Even the people that came and helped me pack up my house walked away from me and stayed connected. So to answer your question as far as a support system, at first I didn't feel like I had one because leadership, friends, support, people that ate in my house that called themselves family all walked away because they needed him to continue to play. And the sad thing is this, and that's why I said don't say what you say, is because at the end of the day, he has a soul too. Mm -hmm. And although he's still playing in church, it's sad when you're playing for people that will cover your mess because they care about your gift but don't care enough about your soul. Mm Mm-hmm. To hold you accountable I, I wasn't, and to make you I wasn't saying think to get right. Physically going no, to I'm hell. Right. No, no, no. I, I know you're not talking about physically. Right. I'm saying but I'm just, he's going to have hell to pay. And I'm pretty sure. And you, you're right. Because pay, whenever you do something that, to somebody, right. you are held accountable. And you I'm do pretty have to sure make that an account. the things that you went through, she's going through it two times worse. And it's. Well. And it's. It, I believe, yes, I believe that, you know, what you went through, he didn't just stop there at you. Oh, no. He probably doing that to her. Well, that's the thing. Anytime that's the character or the, yeah, the character that's there, Mm -hmm. if you don't make a change, all you do is change people. You don't change your character or your actions. That's what I was saying. You just change people. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you left me. And you thought you, y'all thought y'all broke me, thought, mm-hmm. but God said otherwise. Right. And so you married her. All you did was change people. Yes. You changed the person, you didn't but change you didn't change your actions, the, actions. the behavior. And, and so, I just wanted to clarify that in the interview, you know, because it's going to be live. I'm not right, saying, right, right. Um, going, to, he's going to hell. Um, physically, I'm. Right. He's going to have hell to pay. Right. Because he he hasn't changed in. Um, he in his eyes, he probably doesn't see that anything is wrong. Oh no, I was, I was, I was the worst person in the world. Yeah, you just. I, I, I. That's why you probably. Yeah, I, I caused it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No. Because the same person I am now is the same person I was then. Right. And I'm not one of those people where if I see you doing something wrong, I'm going to be quiet and just migrate to the back and let you just dog somebody out or not handle the oh, situation, right? Oh, I know right? you even did that to me at the pageant. And she was like, no, no, this is like good. And I'm like, well, come help me again. No, I mean, good. so, you know, I, I know what type of person right. you are. And so I was the same way in my marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, I never said anything to him outright in front of people. But the way that I handled certain things, it wasn't liked. And it was never that I was taking somebody else's side. I was always raised right is right and wrong wrong wrong. is wrong. And I'm not going to compromise that for anybody. Mm -hmm. Whether you're my husband, my brother, my auntie, my mama, my best friend. If it's not right, it's just not right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to speak up. I don't know why I've been like that. I've been like that since I was a kid. I see you bullying somebody, I'm going to tell you. It don't have nothing to do with me. Leave that person alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because what what is the point of you bullying them? And what's, we need what's more the point? people. And we need more people like that, especially with the domestic violence, mm-hmm. you know, domestic violence going on. And that's why I was asking you, you earlier about the support. And I'm I glad think, you said that. I think... 80% of why women stay in a domestic violence situation is because of the lack of right. support. And the thing is, I, it wasn't that I didn't have a support then, because I did. Mm-hmm. It was when everything started, everybody started you to walk away, and it was like I felt like I was alone. Mm-hmm. But I actually did have a support system. I can't walk away from this interview and negate that part because my Aunt Deborah was definitely there. She lives in Texas, but that my aunt called me every day. Every day. If she could have caught a flight, she'd have been here. But she couldn't catch a flight. She called me every day, two, three times a day, just to check and see if how I was doing, what state of mind I was in, to ask me if I ate. My friend Nyjah, we had actually gone to that same church together. And we had kind of crossed paths a couple times, but never really got close. And they had left the church. And when I posted the opening for Kingdom Restoration, I kind of told a little bit of my story and why Kingdom Restoration had come about. And she saw it, well, her husband saw it and told her. And she immediately contacted me. And from the point that she contacted me to this day, she has been there. To this day, she will call and be like, hey, you good? Do you need anything? I'm praying for you. You're not alone. And she's encouraged me, as has my aunt. Um, and then my friend, Bonnie, I call her my god sister. She bought Glam Gloss Kiss from you. Um, she was there all a lot. Like when I was down on my chips and needed but something, she was there. When I'm in, she was like, so, I said, your energy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when I... Sometimes I'll call you and I'll be like, hey, you good? Because I'm having this vibe that, you know, you're not having a, a good day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I'm so big on energy. And your energy is, like, amazing. Like, I can't mm-hmm. picture somebody hurting you or I'm going to cry. I'm like, you going to make me cry. I, <laughs> I mean, since we met, we've been knowing each other, what, a year now. And... Yeah. Your energy, you didn't even know me. You just was like, look, I'm finna help you out. <laughs> you ain't finna be on this stage looking like this. And Well, you were we, frustrated. I, I was. Like, you can do it. I'm frustrated now because I ain't got no pimps in. I'm not even cold. We're going to get you a pimp. We're going to get you a pimp. We're going to get you a pimp. What I'm saying is, is that 
us as women go through so much, but yet and still, we put on this face and we put on this look to mm-hmm. look for the world. Because oh, yeah. We don't want the world to know how we, that's so how true. We, how, how we cope with life. That's so and true. And that's not healthy. And it's not. It's, it's not. And it's, for a long time, that's how it was. And that's how I am. Because when I met no, you at the pageant, right. I was still broken. Right. I was still in a place where, yes, the suicide was gone. I wasn't as depressed, but it was like I was on this emotional roller coaster. One day I'd be perfectly fine. The next day I was mad at the right. world. The next day I didn't want to be bothered. Like I literally had gotten to the point where, like I said, I disappeared for two years. Nobody knew nothing. They didn't know where I was. They didn't know if I was okay, not okay. I disappeared because I did not, I, just, I couldn't. And during that time period, that is when I started my healing process. Like, I never had that moment where I was like, like what you were saying, you know, I'm, I deserve, I'm better because I always knew that. Right. I, I never went through a moment where I questioned whether or not I deserved to be loved or right. if I was, um, whether it was my fault or worthy because I always knew I was. My grandmother and my mom taught me I was a queen. Mm-hmm. And that's what my name means. My name means little princess, and I used, that's why you see queen on everything. Because I told my mom, princesses grow up to be queens. You can't be a princess forever. Mm-hmm. And queens stand in their given right. So I know I deserve to be loved. I know my worth. But because of my faith base, I stepped back because I didn't want to disrupt anything else. Because I felt like nobody would trust and believe me. All right, you felt nobody would trust and believe you about your um, your marriage and what was going on in your marriage. And knowing that and, and seeing the results of that, did you ever think about seeking outside help, therapy from a therapist outside of the church? I actually did. Um, at first, hands down, I wasn't talking to nobody, period, mm-hmm. point blank. Just wasn't going to do it. And we all know in the black community, talking to a counselor is cliche, right? We don't do that, right? What happened, happened, and you're going to be quiet about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did try to do a counselor, to go to a counselor twice. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't help me. This is the, the response that I got. Wow. The Christian counselor was suggested by the pastor. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so I went. Told you I wasn't in my right mind because otherwise I'd have known better. But I wasn't in my right mind, mm-hmm. so I went. Got there, and of course they, you know, they always ask, "What's going on? Mm-hmm. What happened?" So I tell her. This lady looked at me, told me, "Hold on one moment." Got up and excused herself out of the room. This is the beginning of the com- whole beginning of the session. Mm-hmm. What happened? Explained. She excuses herself comes back and tells me well would you mind saying a few prayers after me I got up out of my car closet to come here to talk to you why do I need to pay you $70 for a session for me to pray when I could have did that at home for free Right. so no I'm not coming back up in here so that was the Christian counselor Mm. tried a regular counselor Go to the session. What is going on? What's happening? 
explain what's going on to him. He looks at me, Lord forgive me for saying this, he says, well damn. Gets up and excuses himself out of the room. Comes back and he's literally just like looking at me blank. He's like, I don't even know what to say. You got a whole degree. Right. You are a whole counselor. You don't have nowhere to start. You can't think of nothing to tell me. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm like, oh, I ain't going back. In my head, I was like, if God don't fix this, if God don't fix my mental state, if God don't step in and rectify this situation, I am a lost cause. Because now church has dropped me because I got his parents that are pastors that have dropped me. My spiritual leader that was supposed to be overseeing me at that time dropped me. Mm-hmm. And now I've gone to a Christian counselor and a regular counselor and they can't help me either. Yeah, if God don't fix this, then we, then we done. Mm-hmm. This, this is a wrap. And it ain't, there's no coming back from this. Until this all happened probably about two years ago. And I was dead set on, I'm not going back to another counselor. Right. I will not, cannot, it just ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And probably about six, seven months ago, because I was still on this roller coaster thing. Nope, end of last year, because my mom was here, and I was still just up and down, up and down. One minute I'm fine, next minute I'm not, just mm-hmm. roller coaster. And for whatever reason, I just felt in my spirit, I need to try at least one more time. And I had gone to lunch with a friend of mine, and he said, I think you should try at least once. Just try. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm thinking I will. And God is so funny. I promise you, he has a whole personality and thinks stuff is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, he be playing tricks on me. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he I went. And you know, <laughs> anytime you headed in the right direction, the devil is going to throw monkey wrenches at you so you can, oh, yeah. can throw you off your path. Oh, yeah. And I went to go. Mind you, I called beforehand. Because I already, in my head, I was telling myself I needed to go. But in my heart, I was like, I don't want to go. I don't mm-hmm. even want to get up. I don't want to go sign the papers. I don't want to talk to nobody. I just don't. But I kept trying to push past it. So I called. I'm like, hey, what information do I need to have? What needs to be signed? Can you send me the packet now so I can just come in mm-hmm. and do the session? So I basically just wanted to be able to come in, talk to whoever I need to talk to, and go home. I don't want to do all the extra. Mm-hmm. They told me I had nothing needed to be done. I could come in. I had already set my appointment. I get there, this guy comes out, rude, calls me to go in the back with him. I didn't even address him on it. The lady behind the counter addressed him and was like, hey, we've told you more than once you need to watch how you talk to people. That's not how you call mm-hmm. And I'm like... You're already going in like, oh, like I already don't like want to be here. here. Right. And now you got this... Just, he just walked in and it's already ain't right. I'm mm-hmm. like ready to turn around and go out the door. So I go in his office. We start going through the process. And he has this really arrogant attitude about him and was like, I'm the best of the best. I can, I can help you. I don't even know what the situation is yet. Right. Like, what? Hmm. And so he kept talking, kept talking. And it was like everything that came out his mouth was like this underlined, snickety, kind of just rub you the wrong way, like something's not right. Right. And so, needless to say, I was like, you know what? I'm good. He can have his paper back. I'm out. 
So I get up and go to walk out of the building and the lady catches me as I'm going out the door. And she's like, ma'am, you're leaving? I said, yes. I was like, it was hard enough for me to come through these doors as it is, and I'm not getting ready to deal with that. I already came out of mess. Mm-hmm. I fought too hard to get to where I am today. I'm not going back. So I'm not staying. And so she was like, ma'am, I am so sorry. Went through this whole spiel. And she's like, I have somebody else that is really good. I promise you she'll be able to like do what you need her to do to get you in. And then she's like, can you just talk to her and I'm like I'm talk to her I'm ready to go <laughs> I'm ready to go I don't want to talk to nobody but in my spirit it was like you need to do this mm. you got you you knew you needed to get help mm-hmm. and you got up and made it here even though you didn't want to come don't leave like this mm-hmm. so I'm reluctantly like okay fine this lady takes me in her office everything goes smoothly we're laughing, talking, everything's perfectly fine, like as if whatever just happened did not happen. They got me set up, and then I go to see my counselor, little bitty old white lady. <laughs> and I'm like, for real, Jesus? Really? You got to be kidding me. Wow. I go in her office, and I was completely alone. Hmm. She asked me what happened, and I told her. She looked at me and she's like, I am so sorry that you had to go through all of that. And she said, I pray every morning about helping the people that come through my door. She said, so I prayed for you before you even got here. Say what? Wow. Let me let me go ahead and hear what you got to say. You might just be able to help. (laughs) Right. Right. So then she tells me. She said, I didn't go through all of what you went through, but she lived, basically she was saying she lived in this little bitty town where it was only like two churches and she was one of the Sunday school teachers at her church and they had gotten a new pastor. He didn't know her. Long story short, he got in the pulpit and just basically talked about her from the pulpit. I told you what happened for me. Right. I was lied on and said... They had to escort me off the church premises mm-hmm. by security. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Diane? Because <laughs> you already know. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, wow. So then she tells me she went to leave that church because of all of that to go to the one other church in the neighborhood. And they ostracized her and wouldn't let her stay. Hmm. Here I am. I got five, five pastors five. in the valley running my name through the mud. And I ain't do nothing to none of them. Mm-hmm. So, listening to her, I was like, she can actually at least relate to where I'm coming from because right. most people can't. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, she was able to give me different tools, pray with me, talk to me about different things. And after talking to her is when the depression finally lifted completely. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm good. I'm going to be all right. Mm-hmm. And so, from that point to this... The depression is gone. There's no more roller coaster. There's no more. I'm at home in my closet because I don't want to be bothered. I'm at home in my closet because that's where I want to be. Right. Because right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's different when you want to be you there. Be at it's home. your choice. Yeah. Right. Versus you basically just somebody forcing you into it. Yeah. yeah like you depressed and just mm-hmm. don't even 
you don't care to go out, don't have no emotion to go out, mm-hmm. you don't want to be bothered with anybody, you know, you just emotionally jacked up. Like, right. at one point, I was sick for hours and be staring out the window and not even realize it until, like, hours later and be like, I've been sitting here for an hour just staring out the window. Mm-hmm. Like, so. so, is that, um, is that, that is what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> um, but also, now that you had that, where are you with forgiveness? To be honest, I'm good. At one point, yeah, I wanted to fight. I wanted to set stuff on fire. I was like, oh, y'all need, I'm about to get all of y'all. Mm-hmm. But at this point, like I said, I never hated him. I loved him. That's why I married him. But, make sure I word this right. I'm not angry. I don't hate him. But you ever be where you're just done with something? Mm-hmm. I've gotten to a place where I'm not worried about other people. If they get what's got coming to them, fine. If they don't, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm good with it. So you're at peace. I'm at, you're at peace. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm you're at, at peace, peace with it. You're I'm at peace good with it. because... And I think it took for me to realize if I hadn't have gone through all of that stuff, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in the position to help the people that I'm now in the position of helping because on my journey out of it, I had finally gotten to a point where I could finally sleep at night because I wasn't sleeping. Like I was up for days. Mm-hmm. Other than when I remember waking up at 3 o'clock. And I don't know what it is about 3 o'clock. It's the witching hour. But <laughs> I, um, I had gotten to the point where I was sleeping. And then God started waking me up at 3 o'clock in the morning again. And I was like, I don't want to go back to that. Why am I up? And it happened for two days. But you're up for a different reason. I am up for a different reason at this point. Mm-hmm. But I'm still like, Lord, we can't talk between <laughs> 9 to 5. Like, I want to be asleep. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't like me. It's like at 7 o'clock in the morning. Right. When you was like, I don't think I'm going to make it, sis. It's 7 o'clock. I'm ready to go to bed. Girl, look. <laughs> I don't like myself at 3 o'clock in the morning. I need to be looking at the back of my eyelids. Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. And so, once again, my mother called. And I'm like, Mom, I keep waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Ugh, why am I up? She says, Sabrina, the next time it happens, you need to get up and ask God, what is he trying to tell you? What is it that he needs you to do? Does he need you to pray? Is he trying to tell you something? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Jesus, you can't just tell me during regular hours. Mm -hmm. I'm up most of the day. And so the third day, I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning yet again. And for some reason, I was like, I need to grab a notepad and paper. And I grabbed a notepad Mm -hmm. and a paper. And I found myself sitting in the middle of my bed, Indian style, writing. Mm-hmm. Had no idea what I was writing. Had no clue what God was even giving me. And then once I had written everything, I sat in silence for quite some time, just still listening. And I went back and I read everything that he had given me. And that was when he gave me dynamic praise and kingdom restoration. And I wrestled with it because I was like... I'm done with church. You want me to do a dance ministry? And then you want me to talk to people from the place that I was broken and hurt in? I don't even want to talk about that, let alone go back to it. Like, I just got out of it. 
And so I was like, God, why? Why? And he looked at he didn't he his response was clear. He said, How can you help the broken if you've never been broken? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay. Right. What do you say to that? Right. So I went and talked to my mom and told her what had taken place, what God had given me. And that was pretty much the start of me really getting past everything. Because it wasn't until I started talking and using what happened as a testimony to others Mm -hmm. that I really started to heal. Mm -hmm. Because it was like as long as I stayed in that closet and let them have the power because nobody was going to believe me, Mm -hmm. nobody was going to want to hear what I had to say, they were winning. Right. And I was still broken and in a closet, depressed and jacked up. Mm-hmm. But the minute I stood up and was like, I'm going to put my bay draws on. I don't care what they got to say. If you don't like what I have to say, that's too bad. Because mm-hmm. the reality is, it's my story. I went through it. Yes. And I didn't go through it for nothing. Yes. So, with that being said, I'm going to tell my testimony. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell it from an aspect of surviving. Because yes. I'm not a victim. That's right. I'm Never. not broken. That's right. And I'm not damaged. Yep. You tried to break me. I withered, I smelled, I bent over a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm standing and I'm strong and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And other people that have gone through it, they can stand, they can mm-hmm. be strong, and they're going to be okay to that part. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to end on that note because yeah, I think <laughs> that was a powerful note to end on because that is the whole point of us doing um, the interviews. That's the whole point of us having you tell your story and you will be back (laughs) okay um and when i say that you will be back because your story is not done Mm. and we're going to hear the rest of that because you have more i know you have more Mm. Mm. and that's all right because we all have layers, right? right yeah. We all have right, layers, right. right? And um but this one one thing before I before we end everything. Have you forgiven yourself? I did. Okay. I did. All right. And that's a process. And do you love yourself more? I do. I actually I value myself more. Like yes. I value yes. my peace. that part. That w- I value my peace so much more now. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if it's a... I think, personally, I think it's a combination of what I went through and turning 40. Mm -hmm. Because now, I'm like, if I got to choose between you and my peace, one of us got to go, and I promise you, I'm going to win every time. Mm -hmm. And there's no respective person. If you are toxic, I love you, but you're going to be toxic Toxic over over there. there. You're not going to be toxic here. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, you'll be back um, in season two. Season two. (laughs) That's right. Because we're we're wrapping up season one and um, everyone's uh, episodes, everyone's uh, interviews will be part of the wrap up for season one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I thank you for being a guest. 
Thank you again for uh, having me. Absolutely. My sister, our tribe here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we got to give our tribe a nice name. Like, you know, the soul tribe. They already got, it's already yeah. a name, but That's sisters right. with voices. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So, um, on that, we're going to, yeah, we're going to close that one out. All right. Peace and, and peace and love. We closed out with peace and love. I can't believe us. We're, we're awesome. Um, so again, I just want to send heartfelt thanks to everyone who followed the stories and who shared these stories. And I hope something in what we talked about resonates and helps someone um, leave an awful situation. And um, also just know that there's help out there. There's counseling, there's women's health shelters and things like that. And by all means, reach out. I have a list of places between Arizona, New York, Delaware, Pennsylvania, all these places that I have been that have outlets and, and outreach centers for women and men that are in domestic violence situation because no one should have to live in fear and have that fear be called love because love should not be feared. Um, so thank you. If you have not already subscribed, please subscribe. If you um, like the show, please tell me what you like about it. If you don't like the show, hey, tell me what you don't like about it. Uh, and we are trying to get more men involved and I don't want my male friends to kind of chime in, but definitely share with me your thoughts, your feelings. You can send me an email um, and you can definitely find me on Facebook, Instagram, and also on my webpage. If you send me an email, I will definitely respond to you. So I want you to take care of yourself and each other. There's nothing but peace and love that resonates in my heart. Namaste. Mm -hmm.